Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Learn to Code with Me podcast. I'm your host, Laurence Bradford, and today's episode is all about how to determine if a tech career is right for you. But first, a quick word about this episode's wonderful sponsors. Zojo is a development tool you can use to build apps for desktop, mobile, and more. With Zojo, app building is easier and faster than ever, even for beginners. Learn to Code With Me listeners get 20% off with the coupon code ICANCODE. Try Zojo free at zojo.com forward slash learn to code. Fullstack Academy is a leading coding bootcamp that helps great people become great developers at top companies like Google and Facebook. Visit FullStackAcademy.com to explore the curriculum, read reviews, and discover what students can build after 17 weeks at Fullstack. In today's episode, I talk with Eileen Ho, who is currently a software engineer at LinkedIn. However, Eileen didn't study computer science in college. In fact, she studied elementary education and then worked as a teacher for several years before transitioning into tech. At a certain point in her career, she made the decision to switch, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about today, how Eileen came to the conclusion that tech was right for her. We'll get into how she approached her career change, how she handled stereotypes, and of course, how you can apply her learnings and insights to your own journey. Enjoy! In today's episode, I talk with Eileen Ho, who is currently a software engineer at LinkedIn. However, Eileen didn't study computer science in college. In fact, she studied elementary education and then worked as a teacher for several years before transitioning into tech. At a certain point in her career, she made the decision to go into a tech career. And that's exactly what we're going to chat about today, how she came to the conclusion that tech was right for her and how you can apply her learnings and insights into your own journey. Hi, Eileen. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Hi, Laurence. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you here and to kick off the first episode of season five, which is really exciting because this season is going to bring me to my 100th episode ever of the podcast. So I just want to give you an even more special thanks for being like the first person this season. Wow, thank you. And congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So I love your background because so many listeners on the Learn to Code With Me podcast studied education in one way or another and worked as a teacher, some overseas, some in the U.S., uh, in all different kinds of capacities. And of course, now you're a software engineer at LinkedIn. So I'm curious, what factors did you consider before deciding to transition into a tech career? Sure. So I think the biggest impact for me was that I live in Silicon Valley now. I'm originally from the East Coast. And just being around this energy and seeing that tech companies were a real thing and people were excited about it, got me interested. Um, But before I started the change, I I had to consider, like, how would I even be able to get um, into this world? Um, It was very daunting to think, how could I possibly learn everything that I needed to? I didn't have the right background. so a lot of the things I had to consider beforehand was how could I learn everything and how much would that cost me? Uh, how much time would it take? So how long ago was it when you first started thinking about this? If you could give us like a little bit of a timeline to paint the picture for the listeners. Sure. Um, I want to say it was around three years ago that I started to think about it. Um, it happened when I was teaching and, and we were talking about coding with kids and they asked me if I could teach them how to code. And I said, no, cause I don't know how at all. 
And they asked me, why don't you know? And I was like, I don't know why. Um, and I, I started to look into maybe I should try to figure this out. And so around three years ago, I started taking some online classes to see if this was something that I would actually be interested in. Um, and around that time, I also discovered the existence of coding boot camps. And so I started researching them and it looked like a really amazing opportunity. It looked like it fit the bill for what I was looking for, um, where I could learn a lot really fast and that it wouldn't take too much of my time or money. Um, and so I probably studied on my own for six months because I had to um, pass interview questions and coding challenges to even get accepted into my boot camp. Um, and around last January of 2017, um, that's when I was finishing up my boot camp and I began my job search. And that's when I found about uh, LinkedIn's REACH program and I applied uh, to that and started my work as a software engineer last April. Awesome, so thanks so much for giving that timeline. So about three years ago, and then you were learning from online courses and other free or cheap resources for six months. You then went to a coding boot camp, and after that finished, you did a program through LinkedIn, which is called the REACH program. Could you explain to the listeners what the REACH program is? Sure, so the REACH program uh, is, um, a program where we're trying, where LinkedIn is trying to bring in talent from non-traditional backgrounds. So when I was part of the program, they were piloting it last year, and it was their way of trying to see, okay, we believe that there's talent out there, and let's try to find it from people who have, who don't have, you know, a computer science degree from Stanford or Berkeley. Um, and so it was an apprenticeship program, which means that they gave additional support for those of us who were new to the industry. Um, and we could really just dive in into being a software engineer. Nice. I definitely want to talk about that a bit more. I don't want to jump too far ahead, though. But I'm curious, how did you find out about that program to begin with? Like, because I know just from my own research and time over the years of being in tech, there are so many opportunities out there. But when I first started out, I was like, I had no idea where to go, where to look. I didn't even know something like that could have existed. So how did you figure out about that? Absolutely. I think that's one of the hardest things is to find out about these kinds of programs. Uh, when I was first doing my job search, I had been searching on LinkedIn itself, Googling for jobs, and I had stumbled across, uh, I think Pinterest had a diversity program. Um, and that looked kind of interesting. And so I was like wondering what other kinds of programs are there? And it just so happened that at this time, my husband works at LinkedIn and he found out that the REACH program was happening. And so he told me about it and encouraged me to apply right away. Um, so in that sense, I was definitely very lucky um, to hear about it so soon. And um, I know that we tried, that the REACH program itself tried to reach out to boot camps to encourage people to apply. And over the past year, um, it's been a lot of networking. I've had a lot of people just ask me about the program and the experience. And I think just word in general is getting out there about these different kinds of programs. Yeah, that's really exciting. And do people move there to do the program? Because I know you were in Silicon Valley to begin with, but are, were there other people or have there been people since that will relocate just to do this apprenticeship? Oh, yes, absolutely. There were people from New York, Seattle, um, they flew in for the interview itself, and um, we are starting a new round, and I've met people also from different parts of the country. It's definitely, it definitely has a high appeal. 
And what was the uh, interview process like or the application process to get chosen for the program? So for my round, it was more of a pilot round. So things are definitely different now. Um, I will say about the application process was that um, since we have a non-traditional background, the application process is also less traditional. We wrote essays to show more about our personalities and our background experience and just trying to show that perseverance and drive to learn, which are other qualities that can make you successful as a software engineer in the tech industry. Perfect. I'm sure people will be uh interested in hearing more about it. And we'll definitely include links to the REACH program in the show notes. And I've written about it before, I believe on Forbes, and I know there's been other coverage in the press on the program. So we'll make sure for all the listeners to include information on it, because it definitely sounds like something really exciting that I'm sure a lot of people would want to look into. But getting back to the topic at hand and kind of going back towards the beginning of your journey, When you were considering making the switch from elementary education into software engineering or something else in tech, what kind of, what questions and what other things were you considering to make that leap aside from just, oh, I'm doing some courses online and I like programming. Was there anything else you thought about? Um, I think the biggest thing for me was um, a period of self-reflection. When I was teaching at this time, growth mindset was a huge theme in our school. Um, to the point where I was not grading kids on whether they got the right answer or not. I was grading them on their thought process and whether they could explain how they got the right answer. And we let kids take tests over and over again to until they could show mastery of it. And um, by emphasizing that growth mindset with my students, it made me reflect on my own and how I thought about myself. Um, I spent you know, the whole year telling kids, don't say you're not a math person right? Don't box yourself like that because intelligence can be grown. We can work towards it. We can build it no matter what area it is, whether you had a previous interest in it or not. And um, after telling my kids that, I kind of was reflecting like, what have I been holding myself back from by telling myself those things? And in fact, before I even became a math teacher, I even told myself, like I used to say all the time, I'm not a math person. And so it's kind of ironic that I ended up becoming a math teacher because I realized I love teaching it. I'm actually good at math. And I just never let myself think that before. And the minute that I said like, maybe I am a computer person because I've spent my whole life saying that I'm not. And I just felt just the windows of opportunity just fling open. You know, I just suddenly had this whole world that I could explore and get really excited about. Um, So I think that's kind of a consideration is just that self-reflection, like what do you think you would really like to learn? What would you really excel at? And what would you get excited about? Um, And think about like, what are those obstacles I've always held you back, but really it was just all in your head. could be, it could be really empowering. Yeah. It reminds me of this pillow that it's really random, but a pillow that I saw online and it said something like 99% of the things I worry about never actually happened to me. It's sort of just the same mentality. And I can totally relate when I was in college, I never thought I was a computer person either. I thought I'd be terrible at tech. I also similarly thought I was really bad at math all throughout my education and, and, you know, um, in lower school and in high school. And then on the SATs, I remember I scored significantly better on the math section and it just totally blew me away because I never thought, Mm -hmm. yeah, I never thought that would happen. And that this like leads perfectly into the next thing that I want to talk about is this stereotype that 
people have to be, yeah, I'm using air quotes, good at math in order to mm-hmm. become a programmer or just to work in tech in general. This is something I get asked all the time in emails and I see it on like discussion forums and, and whatnot. What are your thoughts on that? I love this question so much. Um, there is a preconception that people already have about what it means to be good at math. Um, when I was teaching students, it meant that you could solve things really fast. You know, you're really good at ca- doing mental calculations. You could solve things really fast and you always got shadies on your test. And that's not actually the case. And for me, what I wanted my students to get out of math class was to be just good problem solvers. And I think being good at math means that you can look at a problem and you can figure out what it's asking, what kind of solution would this need? And to solve the problem, you should be able to reflect on, okay, what do I know and what do I need to know? And are you good at looking up things that will help lead to a solution? And in that sense, I think being good at math is definitely a skill that's helpful um, to being a software engineer because um, you know you have you are presented with situations and and bugs and problems to solve every day. And I don't know that every single person that I work with would know immediately how to solve it, but we know how to look things up. We know how to think about what we already know and try to apply it and grow it. And um, I think in that sense, maybe maybe good problem solvers would be a better way to phrase it instead of saying just good at math. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it makes a ton of sense with, I think it's just like being curious and being as, I don't know if self-starter is the right word I'm, I'm looking for here, but being able to go out and take initiative and research these problems and come up with creative solutions to to solving them. And yeah, I, I liked what you said. And I'm so happy that teachers in school are, are having this mindset that you have that being good at math isn't just being fast, because that's definitely what I think. When someone's good at math, they can do like, you know, multiplication and division really quickly in their head and um, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, which is completely different from, from what this entails. So when you were getting into tech and you were, whether in the the coding boot camp, or actually even even before that, maybe when you were thinking about doing a coding boot camp, were there any other stereotypes that were out there that you thought were maybe true and then realized that they weren't true at all? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I used to imagine software engineers just sitting in a dark room, you know, by themselves with their headphones on with just the light of the computer screen, just typing away and associating with the computer all day. Um And I I think that's a view that a lot of people have. And it just blew my mind um, as I began to research. I started visiting, you know, tech companies and seeing what the campuses were like, Um, even working through my boot camp. I was blown away by how collaborative uh, working in tech is. I mean, it's no man is an island here. You have to work with team members um, to build these products and solutions. Um, You're going back and forth. You're talking about ideas. You're um, sharing knowledge. And it's, and me being a social person, uh, being a teacher, you talk all day and you're associated with so many people. I was just so surprised by that and pleasantly surprised um, because that's something I love about my, my day. Sit tight podcast listeners. We're taking a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. If you want to build apps that look great on every type of device, Zozo makes it easy, even if you're a beginner. The cross-platform app development tool lets you code your app in just one language, then simply click a checkbox to generate versions for other platforms. Code an app for Mac OS and have a Windows version in one click. You can also use their drag and drop tool to seamlessly create a user interface. 
Since Zojo uses native controls, the app will automatically look and perform as it should on every platform. Zojo is perfect for anyone who wants to build an app, even if you aren't an expert. Build an app to make your job easier or as a hobby. Zojo is also used by professional developers who want to build apps faster and even Fortune 500 companies. Want to give it a try? Learn to Code With Me listeners get 20% off with the coupon code ICANCODE. Try Zojo free at zojo.com forward slash learn to code. That's Zojo, X-O-J-O dot com forward slash learn to code. Fullstack Academy is a leading coding bootcamp that helps students become great software developers and get jobs at top tier companies. Fullstack's Advanced Software Engineering Immersion course gives you the skills you need to launch your dream career in tech. With a cutting-edge curriculum and supportive educational environment, Fullstack has helped graduates get jobs at companies like Google, Amazon, Facebook, and more. Fullstack's Software Engineering Immersive is taught on campus in New York City and Chicago and online via their virtual learning platform. Go to fullstackacademy.com to learn more. Fullstack Academy, making great people into great developers. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of folks that are listening are really relieved to hear that because a lot of the listeners are much earlier on in their journey, maybe in the first one, two, three, four months, and maybe feel that they're too extroverted to work at a computer all day. So I think hearing that is probably very reassuring to them. So on that note, you you mentioned that you're a social person. Of course, being in front of a classroom all day takes a ton of energy. Um, it's like you're presenting, you know, for mm-hmm. from from uh, you know eight to three or whatever the school hours are. Did that help you be be a better programmer, being kind of extroverted and having that outgoing side of yourself? And was there anything else aside from that that ended up working in your favor when you got a job as a software engineer? So for the extroverted social side. I think it definitely helped when I was in boot camp and learning. Um, I think for on my end, that it was helpful to just kind of have no fear about approaching other people and talking with them about like, oh, how did you do this? Or like, I have a question here. And because you learn so much when you're working together and collaborating with someone, um, my boot camp, we were pair programming all day. And that's how we learned. And I thought that was a fast as a teacher, as an educator, I thought that was fascinating. And how much my just watching my learning grow through that process. And transitioning into the software world is also um it's also useful. It's also really useful, right? To to kind of not have that fear of reaching out to people that you need to, um, and not to say that you know introverted people wouldn't be able to do the same thing. But I, I just personally feel that um, you know I like making those connections, and so it was just a nice bonus to be able to do. Um, speaking for other qualities that uh, could I could transfer over as a teacher, I would say communication is. Uh, a surprising one. And I realized that, well, I guess as an engineer, you don't spend all day talking or following up with students and and teachers and parents on just various things that you're doing. And that's something that's actually really useful in the tech world because you're working on pieces of a project together and you have to update your team, your superiors, other teams that are doing something 
like in collaboration with you. And I found that it was just really easy for me to either verbally, you know, give updates and make them really clear and, and precise, or to just send emails um, and say, you know, this is what happened. Um, this is what we're planning to do in the for- in the future, things like that. Yeah, I think communication is something that helps in any job role because no matter what, I, I'm sure there's a few exceptions, but you're going to be communicating with people, whether it's your teammates, if you're at a full-time company, if you're working for yourself or you're freelancing, then you have clients to communicate with, which could be quite different. And in some ways, at least in my opinion, it could be maybe a bit more challenging <laughs> to, to communicate <laughs> with a client who's like, you know, paying you directly for a project rather than your your peers. Uh, but yeah, communication definitely is super helpful. And I'm sure that uh, the experience talking with students and with teachers has transit or transferred over well into communicating with colleagues and all of that. So let's go back uh, to the REACH program for a bit. How long were you in that program for? Because you mentioned you were in this coding boot camp. I'm going to guess that was mm-hmm. for like three to six months. And then how long did the REACH apprenticeship last? Sure. So um, my coding boot camp was three months. And then I started in REACH about like three to four months after that. So when I was doing it, it, it was, again, I'm speaking to the pilot of this program. So it's different uh, now and you can find more details on the LinkedIn website related to REACH. Um, So when I did it, it was a six-month apprenticeship before we converted to a full-time software engineer. And when did you start to feel like you truly knew what you were doing? And I'm asking this because it's a common question I get from readers and listeners is how long does it take to learn to code? How do you know when you're ready to get a job? How do you know when you've, you know, using air quotes again, made it? And that was something I struggled. Yeah. I struggled with that a lot when I started out. I'm really curious on your thoughts. Like when did you feel like you made it? Yeah. Um, okay. So there's kind of two sides to this, uh, question or two parts that I would answer. One is I don't know that I'll ever feel, you know, that I, I, I'm there. Um, and I think that's part of this continuous learning process. And the fact that, you know, this is only a few years in for me, I have so much to learn. And I don't think I'll ever be able to check off enough boxes to say like, all right, that's enough. I've learned enough. Um, I've made it. Um, on the other hand, I think um, the moment where I really felt accepted by my coworkers as a software engineer was really significant. And it was actually really early on. It was even during my apprenticeship. And one of my coworkers just asked like, oh, hey, Eileen, do you have bandwidth to pick this up? Like, we need this work done. And I kind of just stared at him and I was like, I, I don't know, do I have bandwidth? Like, you shouldn't you tell me? Um, I was like, I'm, I'm brand new. I've only been here a month or two. But that kind of acceptance and having, you know, your coworkers view you as like, okay, you are a contributing member to the team. I want to ask you if you can like help out with this thing. That just felt so great. And it just felt so motivating to say, okay, yes, I, yeah, I can figure it out. Like I'll, I'll look into it and let me help you out with that. Thanks so much for sharing that story. Uh, that's, that's great. And yeah, I loved what you said about never really f- feeling like you're there or you've made it and just having that, you know, continual drive to learn new things. And I feel exactly the same way in pretty much any aspect of my life. I never feel like I'm really there. <laughs> and it's always t- yeah, and it's like, oh, wow, you're doing such a great job with, you know, X, Y, Z. I'm like, oh, wow, really? Oh, man, because I guess you're not seeing what's going on behind the scenes, but I'm, gl- <laughs> I'm glad that it looks like I'm, I know what I'm doing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're always going to be our toughest our own worst critics, you know? <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. 
So, all right, yeah, again, thank you so much for sharing that. And I don't like a higher level. I'm curious, how has tech changed your life? So how has this, the REACH program, the coding bootcamp, being an apprentice, being a software engineer at LinkedIn, what impact has it had? Um, yeah, this, this whole transition has had a huge impact on me. And I'm going to go back in time a little bit. Um, when I was in high school, I was in a show choir and it didn't, and it was the top show choir and I, you know, I had to audition and stuff and get into it. But there was a moment my senior year where uh, we had a performance upcoming and my our choir director uh, decided to only pick a certain number of students to audition for solo parts. And I remember, I still feel emotional about this. I was so distraught about the idea that I wasn't even good enough to be considered. And that affected me a lot um, for years on end afterwards. Um, and I love music. I, I perform and I sing. Um, but I, after that happened, my confidence shattered. You know, I ran, I literally ran away from an acapella audition in college. Like they were calling my name and I was running down the hall because I was like, no, I'm not good enough for this. And so the idea that like a boot camp and the reach program just opens up these opportunities to everyone, right? Saying that like, you don't need to fit any certain mold that we already have in our head um, is really empowering. And I think there's something about that that just makes me feel, you know, more inspired. I have much like so much more confidence in myself and I don't feel as afraid to take risks. Um, and I would say that being a part of the REACH program and, and feeling the empowerment of just having opportunity available to you, I've done so many things that I just never would have thought that I would have done. Um, this past year, I took an algorithms class at Stanford just because I, I was like, yeah, I, I can do that, right? Because everyone else has done it, and now I'm among these software engineers. And thinking about that, I, I just am blown away because I would have never considered doing something like that you know, a year or two ago. Um, I auditioned for a community theater play, which we just had our opening weekend this weekend, and I was performing on stage. And that's also something I never thought I would I would have ever done. You know, it's been 20 years since I did a play back in middle school when I was a kid. So like things like that, I think just has this kind of um, cascading effect where you just feel, um, I feel, I feel just more open to taking risks and seizing the opportunities that are out there. Wow. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it looks like, you know, you're this like superwoman now that's taking algorithm class <laughs> at Stanford and being in plays and all that great stuff. What, it, so, so you mentioned this cascading effect, which is, which I can totally relate to myself because I've had some of those moments in my own life where it's like when you get that one little opportunity and chance, and then you can just kind of build off from there, and it just really affects everything, like you mentioned. Uh, what, what was there a moment where you really saw that? like kind of click and change? Like you're like, oh wow, like, like where you had this newfound confidence or was it sort of a slow build over time and you kind of like worked towards it? Um, you know, I, I really think it was the moment I got accepted into the REACH program. Um, I, I just remember feeling so happy um, during those first few months because everything was just so exciting and I just felt like the possibilities were endless. Um, a funny story is that I had visited LinkedIn before I started my boot camp and I remember 
being in the office and just seeing the energy and everything here. And I was, and I told myself, I said, okay, I'm going to go to boot camp. I'm going to work really hard and I'm going to work really hard at my first job. And in maybe like five years, I'll be ready to apply to LinkedIn. So the fact that I was already here right away was you know, literally like a dream come true. And so I think there really was like a, a, a big moment where um, I, I felt that po- uh, possibilities open up, but it's definitely just been accumulating for sure over over this past year. Yeah. Don't you love that when it just feels like all the stars align? <laughs> All yeah. the stars are aligning in your favor. And I mean, that's really amazing that you had that that experience visiting and you wanted to be there and you're like maybe in a few years and instead it ended up being almost right away or, you know, after the coding boot camp finished and you got the yeah. yeah opportunity with the reach program. That's that's really something. And I have another question I wanna ask just because I know people are gonna be thinking this, but with the reach program and the apprenticeship, and it's a it's a year it's a year long, right? Um, so when I went through it, it was six months okay. long. And then are yeah. you sort of given a job afterwards or do most people get a, like a full-time job afterwards or is it kind of split? Yeah. So most people, they just uh, offered and you kind of like stuck on with your team. Um, and it, the transition is really seamless. The, the main difference was, uh, you know, our title was no longer apprentice software engineer. Now we were a software engineer and um, we were still working on the same products um, that we were before. Okay, perfect. I, I assumed that. I just wanted to double check, and I'm sure people were were thinking as well. Like, is this kind of just a coding boot camp at LinkedIn, or is this like you're actually working oh, yeah. at LinkedIn? <laughs> yeah, no, it's absolutely. I I'm so impressed with how much LinkedIn is just invested in this program. You know, and it's and people come in knowing how to code. Um, the difference, you know, is is not having that that traditional background that everyone who goes, you know, gets a CS degree in college has, and they are so committed into making this successful for everyone who goes through it. Amazing. Well, Eileen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people find you online? Um, well, it's probably obvious. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, it's Eileen Ho. I'm happy to connect and um, answer any questions and talk in person, even if you're in the area. I've done that the past year. And it's really exciting to hear about other people's journeys and to share mine as well. Amazing. Thank you so much again for coming on. Thanks for having me. If you liked today's show, I would really appreciate it if you left a rating and review on iTunes or whichever podcast player you're tuning in on. Ratings are extremely helpful when it comes to a show's rankings. And by leaving a review, you would be helping me reach more listeners and spread valuable knowledge about breaking into the tech industry. To leave a review on iTunes, go to learntocodewith.me forward slash iTunes. That'll take you straight to the iTunes page and right there you can leave a rating and review. Thank you so much for supporting the show.